Thank you for tuning in to today's full episode of the Breaking Changes podcast. I'm your host and chief evangelist for Postman, Ken Lane. With Breaking Changes, we explore topics from the world of APIs, but through the lens of business and engineering leadership. Joining me today, we have Kendra Appleheimer, Vice President, Games and Technology at Special Olympics. Hearing about APIs at Special Olympics from Kendra warmed my heart and left me feeling pretty good about the industry that I operate in each day. Um, I always start simple, start with the basics. Mm -hmm. Who are you and, and what do you do? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Kendra Appleheimer, and I'm the Vice President for Games and Program Technology at Special Olympics. Um, before uh, I came to Special Olympics a few years ago, um, I worked in IT consulting, where I really worked on every aspect of the software delivery lifecycle as a contributor and as a leader and a manager. Um, so I built up an expertise in business analysis, requirements gathering, testing. Um, I also led development teams through the full delivery lifecycle in both agile and waterfall methodologies, um, and also co coordinated across a lot of stakeholder groups, um, also worked closely with the client. So four years ago, I came over to Special Olympics International, um, where I over, now oversee technology implementation for Special Olympics at our major games and events and with our accredited Special Olympics programs. Um, a large part of that role is delivering technology for the major games. And um, that's really where a lot of the API integrations come into play um, to enable the functions for these major games and events. And um, when we talk about Special Olympics, we have we have these major games and events which, which happen at an international level. And we're talking about um, like a world winter games or world summer games, which happen every four years or large regional events or single sport invitational events. Um, and then we also talk about our accredited programs, which are located around the world. So in the US, the program level is typically, um, typically at the state level and then around the world, it could be at the country level. Um, and then the, the program level is really where the day-to-day -day, um, operations and, and practices and trainings and games happen for Special Olympics. Um, and then at the international level, again, is where we have our major games and events. I love it. it mm -hmm. You have that, that blend of business and technical skills, I think, is that's really interesting. I see mm -hmm. a lot of people have that kind of operate at this intersection of APIs and, and the world we live in. But mm -hmm. most people don't see APIs. They don't see this layer that exists. And so that's very much why I've got into this business, because I see the impact that APIs are having on the world, positive and, and some not so positive. But you, you mentioned the games and what, what this enables, kind of the, mm -hmm. the formal, you know, Special Olympics impact. But can you speak to like the human impact and like what this does for athletes and 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 how APIs impact their world? Um, sure. And and to give you some more background too about myself, um, the reason why I'm personally so passionate about this is because my older sister has Down syndrome and she is a Special Olympics athlete. Um, so personally, I've always been involved in the Special Olympics mission and the movement, um, and really. In volunteering in the space of helping people with uh, 
intellectual or developmental disabilities. And Special Olympics provides sport and health access to people with intellectual disabilities. Um, so what's important for uh, the Special Olympics um, technology aspect of, of our mission is really making sure that athletes um, have a, a world-class uh, sporting experience, um, especially at that major games level. So we have a responsibility, I think, at Special Olympics to leverage those digital solutions that, that meet the demands of, of those large-scale sporting events. Um, and that's where really the, the integrations can enable the public getting that information about, about the athletes, about their schedules or scores or results. Um, and then also, you know, providing that information to the public, helping the operations of the games internally. Um, and then just overall, I think we at Special Olympics um, are looking at ways to better collect and leverage uh, data internally for from our stakeholders, from our athletes, um, to just continue to improve sport quality and our delivery of our mission. Yeah, so important. And so it's such an interesting use case for APIs to kind of Mm -hmm. elevate folks uh to uh to make them feel like they're 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 part of this this competition and this mm -hmm. and and this whole community and this community you touched on a little bit is is global but can you mm -hmm. elaborate a little bit more on like what the global nature is of, of of your work and your api effort i'm sure so special olympics um is is an international uh, global organization um, it's estimated that 200 million people around the world have an intellectual disability. And Special Olympics, we have um, over 6 million athletes involved in over 170 accredited programs. So that what that means is um, in numbers, over 100,000 competitions happen every, every day, uh, every year around the world. So it's, it's an ongoing, you know, every a daily uh, a, a daily um, operation that we really have and and at the local level. Um, and this year alone um, at the international level, we delivered um, three major events. Um, so first of all, in, in June, we had the USA Games, which were in Orlando. Um, and that was more of a regional games, but we had athletes from all 50 states and the Caribbean participating, and that was about 5,000 athletes. Um, we also put on the German National Games in Berlin, which is a was a test event for our World Summer Games, which will be next year in Berlin. Um, but this test event, the German National Games, still had over 4,000 athletes in over 20 sports. Um, and that they were representative of mainly German uh, delegations, but also international participants. And then in August of this year, uh, we had Unified Cup, which was in Detroit, and that was a soccer or football tournament, um, also with over 20 nations competing in, um, in that tournament. So we do have a lot of um, far reach, I think, internationally at the local level and then at these um, very large games. Yeah, that's quite a scope. I can't imagine uh, uh, managing that level of scope. <laughs> I did 
uh, I did North American events for SAP, like everything from oh, okay. leading up to the conferences just for North America. Mm -hmm. And I lasted like three years. It was intense. <laughs> so I can imagine globally, it's a, it's a lot to deal with. Um, what, uh, I mean, what does APIs mean to this? Like why, mm -hmm. how do APIs enable you to do what you do? Yeah, that's, that's a great question. Um, because at these at these major games and competitions and events, which is really what, what I'd like to speak to mostly uh, within the scope of APIs is really where we can enable that information sharing um, either internally or externally. So at the um, at these major games, so for example, at the USA Games or at the Berlin Games or at Unified Cup, um, there are a few core areas. So first of all, um, is the timing and scoring system integration. So you could think of that as at the venue, there may be a timing system there for a swimming competition or track and field. Um, so that is an integration with a centralized uh, competition system. And then we also have the information diffusion to the public, which I mentioned. So that is uh, the, bringing that core competition information out to the website or the mobile app, um, all of the core information um, being athlete profile information, um, what dele delegation information, and then the, the schedules and then the results of the competition and then the medals and placings. So as that's coming in and as competitions are happening, um, that information is then updated on the website or the mobile app for the games. Um, APIs also enable the internal operations for the games. Um, and that could be using third-party systems to manage accommodations or transportation, um, also managing maybe volunteers. Um, medical incident tracking is also a big area, especially in a sporting event. Um, and then finally, some other core mission systems that we use at a major game, such as our healthy athlete system, which provides medical screenings for athletes. So um, when we talk about integrations at an event, it's it's what you see at the venue. It's what you see on your phone and the app. It's also happening behind the scenes to um, help the, the back office operations and really make the event happen. Wow. And, and this is all done with REST kind of web APIs? Yes. Yeah, mostly. Mostly REST. Um, we do use a little bit of GraphQL, but I, most of it is REST. Yeah. Yeah. It just shows the scope and the power. I think a lot of people... Mm -hmm assume rest will only get you so far but i mm -hmm. think it, it's it's pretty much a foundational piece of how uh we do a lot of what we do mm -hmm. so you you touched a little bit on the mobile app and and so who who are your consumers of your apis overall um so to and to also um maybe provide a little more context of the system that we provide to uh, a major games to the organizing committee um the, the core system uh, provides registration credentialing so, or accreditation, so which prints the badge and provides access control. Um, also competition management, which is the core of really Special Olympics competition and our sports rules and making sure competition um, is fair and also competitive in each of the sports. And then also the integration factor. Um, so the, the groups that consume this data, that was a question, right? Yes. Okay. Um, yeah, the groups that consume the data um, really touch on almost every functional area of the games that you can think of because 
because this central system has registration information. It knows um, everyone who's attending the games from the athletes to even family members, um, media, <clears throat> any staff, any group that has to register and get a credential. Um, it also contains the credentialing information. So that's the access control factor. And then finally, the competition information. So, and that's really the core of, of, of the event itself. <laughs> um, so as you can imagine, functional areas like delegation services, um, families, um, media, volunteer management, um, medical operations, almost every group is dependent on at least some aspect of the information we're collecting. So we have, I mentioned some of the other systems that are integrating, um, but we also have some expectations, whether it's through an API and maybe we point a media group to, to get um, schedules and scores from a website, or maybe it's more manual and it's more of a providing a report or providing a different means of providing that information to the group that needs it. So there's a lot of dependencies from, from these functional areas on this data, and it's really the core um, of the event itself. Yeah, that's a lot of, it's a lot to manage, a lot of relationships, a lot of yes. information and data to, to track. So yes. uh, this show's meant for, for business leadership, so I, mm -hmm. I don't want to get into the technical details, but how do you manage complexity and change across all of this? This is a lot of data and information. Yeah, yeah, it's, that is um, the biggest part of it, I think. It takes a lot of project planning, change management, um, stakeholder management, and communication. Um, and I think, and also really a focus on trying to get better every time. So we, we do put on these events every few years. Um, some operations are similar, some are different depending on the host uh, city. But for the most part, we'd really always have our eye on innovation and improvement and having retrospectives. So from, um, I think from like a project management, project planning standpoint, um, it's really, there are, there are core aspects of managing the project, um, managing the stakeholders, um, and then managing the integrations and how those come together. So uh, I think there are, when I think of this, um, I really think of just two, two main areas. I mean, a lot goes into it, but I think um, as, we, as I've learned over the years, um, there's two big areas I think that really need a lot of focus and trying to bring all these different stakeholders together and making sure that you're building systems correctly, you're building integrations correctly, and you're putting on these events um, or really any you know, project delivery. So I think the first is requirements. Um, and I always feel like because of my background, I have a lot of uh, focus on requirements, but <laughs> requirements, uh, business need, however you want to define it, um, that's really a, a core area, very basic, but very important in getting all these different groups together and being able to have them articulate um, really what they're looking for, help them articulate what they're looking for before you step into figuring out how to get there. So it's not just, um, it's not just as simple as, you know, this group is looking for a website, but it's, it's what, what exactly are they looking for on that website? When do they expect it to be there? What kind of information are we even collecting that information? So um, making sure, you know, that's covered up front. What is the need? Um, and I know that's very fundamental, but 
that's a big aspect of making sure your stakeholder needs are met. And then the second part is the stakeholders and then also the systems they represent um, if it's if we're talking more towards the integration aspect. So um, the owners of the systems that are integrating need to be part of the process, um, making sure making sure they're part of the planning process, um, articulating their needs, but then also part of the project tasks and milestones and are keeping informed on uh, how things are progressing, informed on the risks, informed on any status updates, um, and then also making sure that these people, people and systems are working together. So integrating, I think, is the end goal, but it's also a component of getting there and making sure all of these groups are also integrated to the process. Um, I often see, I think, assumptions being made in, in project planning and execution that like avoid these two key areas of getting your requirements right and then getting your, your stakeholders and your systems engaged and involved. Um, and it's it all comes together with a lot of communication. Um, it's a lot of, uh, and, and again, when you understand your stakeholders, you understand what kind of communication they expect or need. Um, the communication can be formal, it can be informal, it can be through a Kanban board, or it could be through status updates, it could be through meetings. Um, of just, just making sure that everyone is talking, everyone has a chance to express their needs, and then everyone knows what is expected of them as the project progresses. So there are, it's, it's multifaceted, I think, obviously, like any project, but I think there are some core areas that I've learned over time that are especially important and maybe get neglected or uh, forgotten about or don't get the emphasis they need. And I think those are really important to be successful. Yeah. So how much of your job is technical versus people? Um, me personally, it's more people oriented. Um, I do have to say I have an, an excellent team. Um, all of this would not be possible without them. They're very focused on um, knowing the business or helping the business articulate their need. They're also very passionate about the mission. Um, so that is a great combination, I think, to help us execute. They know the systems really well. Um, and we also, I mentioned the three major games we had this year, and that was a lot of work. So I do want to give a lot of credit to my team um, in this area. So me personally, um, it is a lot of people. So either internally or externally um, or with other, you know, with the, the organizing committee or with other stakeholders. So it is, it's managing the people and the tasks um, for myself. Um, but also I do from my experience, have a lot of knowledge on the technical side. So if needed, um, whether a vendor or a third party system or, you know, either has a question or we need some, it needs some additional input, um, I'm, I'm available to do that too. Nice. I think that's the right balance to have. I'm always advocating that we change the acronym API to be a, a people interface rather than a programmatic <laughs> interface. But because yeah. uh, I find it's mostly about people is really and relationships mm -hmm. and connecting and the APIs are secondary to what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. So it, it in that same vein, 
when it comes to business leadership um, within mm -hmm. your organization, but maybe within uh, stakeholder and, and partner organizations, do they know what APIs are? Are they uh, aware of that they exist? Um, I think within Special Olympics, uh, the importance of APIs, whether they know it as API or integration, um, the, 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 the business understanding or the overall understanding um, of the importance of it for our movement has become more known over the years. Um, and that's been through demonstrated success to say, okay, we have this website now. And when we get an official results from a competition, it's available on the website within a couple minutes. And how does that happen? And, and that's through an integration. So the, there's definitely more of a business uh, leadership understanding that the integrations are very valuable um, to, to our movement from that perspective. And, um, and that's really the public facing perspective. And then there's also the internal operations perspective um, and not just at major games and events, but also other operations for health data and research from some of our other systems we have across the movement, being able to pull that in and either um, visualize it or analyze it, make it centralized for our needs. There's a lot of uh, different use cases, I think, that are, uh, again, demonstrating success really proves to everyone the, the need for it. Um, I'll also add that at Special Olympics, um, our strategic plan has now incorporated uh, digitizing the movement. So um, there's really more emphasis on improving how we collect and use data, um, understanding that we do have a responsibility to leverage those solutions, uh, digital solutions, and really invest in technology and digital solutions. Um, um, let me think if there's anything else I can add. Um, yeah, I think just overall, um, the last few years has really shown that technology really is helpful either through our how we're getting information out to the public or how we're operating internally. Yeah, I, uh, I second that. I would say the last four years, every company, mm -hmm. enterprise, organization, institution I talk to is facing the same with digital transformation, mm -hmm. the importance of integrations, and then that control and uh, agility, flexibility, become, you know, is the API at the center of that. And we did, we've done breaking mm -hmm. changes with uh, Boy Scouts of America. We've done it with Formula One racing, mm -hmm. with NBA, with uh, Center for Medicaid and Medicare, and they're all facing the same thing, mm -hmm. and they're having to digitize their efforts, and 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 they're on this journey. So I, it's good to hear that your your leadership is on the same journey, and 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 it's woven into the mission. But you you mentioned your personal connection, your family connection um, mm -hmm. to this, but why why do you do this personally? I mean, beyond beyond that personal connection, what what keeps you interested in doing APIs and doing these projects and building these connections every day? Um, sure. So I think from a, a technology perspective um, and techni technical and general perspective, um, I studied mechanical engineering and systems engineering. Um, I've always been interested in solving problems. Um, and then through my work experience, I saw how the application of systems engineering in software delivery uh, could be applied um, so I just, I really personally enjoy technology, 
providing technology solutions, helping provide to technology solutions um, and solving problems um, at I mentioned my sister is a Special Olympics athlete and she has Down syndrome. So from the personal perspective, um, I've always been involved in the community of people with disabilities. Um, I, in high school, founded a club for students with disabilities and students without disabilities to um, be friends and have activities together. In college, my senior design project was a toy for um, children with physical and intellectual disabilities. Um, so it's always been, I think, woven into everything that I do. Um, when I first, um, graduated college and moved away, I got involved with the local Special Olympics program to help teach tennis. And then more recently, I've been helping coach an adult unified tennis team for Special Olympics. Um, unified tennis is when people with and without disabilities play together on the same team. So that's been really fun. Um, and other than my Special Olympics involvement, I think I've just always found a way to get involved in, in uh, the community of people with disabilities. Um, so the mission is really important to me. It's really, you know, again, woven into who I am. Um, and I'm also um, an athlete myself. So I was a college athlete. So uh, from a sport perspective, um, I am someone who's played sports my entire life. And I I realize the importance of access to sport for anybody. Um, so I think Special Olympics really brings together all of that. <laughs> it brings together um, a mission of providing sport and health access for people with disabilities. And then in my role, I'm able to bring technology into that as well. So this is really a mission I really believe in. And then um, the day-to-day -day work for me is, is just genuinely fun. Um, <laughs> Uh, putting on these games, attending these events. Um, you know, I look around and at times I'm just, uh, it's just incredible that this is my job. I, I love it. This <laughs> is why I do APIs. This is why I seek out API stories is basically this type of enablement and empowerment because mm -hmm. I see a lot of tech and, and I have to say I I'm not always, uh, doesn't always warm my heart or even interest mm -hmm. me, to be honest, sometimes. And to see tech enabling people and mm -hmm. and connecting, I think, is just, just what this is all about for me. So I really appreciate you coming by today and sharing your story. This has been great. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I would also add uh, for anyone listening that if they're interested in learning more about Special Olympics, to check out specialolympics.org or any of our social media channels um, and you can learn more about Special Olympics and then also how to get involved. Yes, that was going to be my next question. So thank you. <laughs> Definitely, folks. It sounds like, I mean, and what I love about this is it's not just the usual volunteerism. There's technical opportunities. Like mm -hmm. if you want to push forward your tech skills, you can get involved in, and yep. be part of this community, right? Yep, absolutely. We even have um, technology volunteers at these games. So if you're if you have technical skills or a particular skill set and want to volunteer and use that skill set, there are opportunities for that too. See, I think I'm encountering a lot of folks who, who've been doing real well in the tech industry with their careers, but once we came up against COVID, um, starting to question like kind of their, their purpose in life and looking for avenues that maybe have a little more social impact, a little bit more uh, nourishment for their soul. And but they get to apply their tech skills. So it sounds mm -hmm. like uh, 
that this is the place they could find that. Yes, it is. Awesome. Well, Kendra, this has been great. I really appreciate you sharing your story and, uh, and coming by. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Thanks again to Kendra for stopping by. You can find more about Kendra on LinkedIn and Special Olympics at specialolympics.org. You can subscribe to the Breaking Changes podcast at postman.com slash events slash breaking dash changes. I'm your host, Kin Lane. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.